My great-grandfather, who was a marginal farmer, had just passed away. Leaving my great-grandmother, a young widow with two sons and no source of income. To provide for our sons and their future, she had to move to a town nearby and make some difficult choices. She became a domestic servant, but still could only afford to send one of her sons to school. One was seen as being more responsible, while the other was a bit of a troublemaker. My great-grandmother opted to send the more responsible, diligent son, viewed as having more potential, into the workforce. He became a day laborer at a construction site. He would continue in that field for the rest of his life, never given the opportunity to gain new skills and gain higher level employment. The other son was sent to the local school and that boy was my grandfather. Despite being seen as being less responsible he continued through school and eventually became a police officer. It was my grandfather's education and the eventual career that enabled my father to pursue his own education, which eventually allowed me to follow my own passions. This personal story reflects that often repeated adage, talent is everywhere, but opportunity is not. Today's event is about empowering the students of today to create the world of tomorrow. We live in an amazing time of technological progress. Every aspect of our lives, economies and societies are being shaped by digital technologies. However, technology is also creating disruption. There is a growing concern over job growth, economic opportunity, and the world we are building for the next generation. The real question is how can technology create more opportunity, not for a few, but for all? I'm here today as a heretic. We are under no illusion that technology alone is the answer to transforming education. Dedicated administrators, great teachers, motivated students, and involved parents and communities are the ones changing education. Technology can amplify the work of dedicated people and institutions, but rarely can substitute for it. If there is one thing I have learned, uh, even in my couple of years as being CEO, is what the heck is the CEO's job? Uh, you know, it's not just about business strategy. It's not about, you know, even capability building. It is about curating of culture or curation of culture on a constant basis. And it starts with your own personal values. You can't fake it, uh, especially in a small company. You'll have to live it. And uh, the more you live it, more, uh, you know, sustainable and more approachable uh, your success becomes. Uh, but most of all, I am here to be mostly inspired by your dreams, your ambitions, uh, and what I think you're going to do going forward in terms of changing the world uh, because of what you do 
here. Each one of you have very global aspirations and ambitions, and it's fantastic to see that. To me, as I've uh, traveled the globe, the thing that has given me the most energy is the time I've spent with the entrepreneurs all over the world. You are the risk takers. You are the ones who have no safety net. And that's what makes you who you are and what's going to make you successful. But there are three points I at least thought would be useful as you think about it. Clearly, there was a concept that you fell in love with that got you to create this startup. Now, the reality is that concept itself will morph as you learn more about your customers, as you learn more about your competition, as you learn more about your environment, that concept itself will evolve. But the thing that from day one that you will have to keep in mind um, is the capability that you need to build to chase after that concept, have that persistence. Uh, and that capability building is perhaps even for a CEO of a 100,000 person company uh, is as important as the concept itself. For a company that is successful uh, and to be continue to be successful in something like uh, high tech for a long time, uh, you're going to have your hits and misses. Uh, if I look back, you know, 43 years ago when the company got started to here we are uh, competing with a whole set of new competitors. Uh, at any given point in time, the question is, have you caught enough waves even if you missed one or two? That's the real question. And that's where the culture, I think, helps. And, of course, all of us have to ensure trust in technology. It's not just about the technology you build, but it's the trust around the technology you build. That's the real currency. Uh, whether it's around privacy, whether it's around ethics, around AI or cybersecurity. And it's not just us as te you know, technology platform providers. Every one of you, if you're a bank, you're a hospital, you care about trust as much as anyone else. When a company is successful, one of the things that happens is the concept that got you started in the first place, the capability that you have and the culture all get into this beautiful virtuous lock and things are going well. Then lo and behold, you need to come up with a new concept, a new idea for which you need new capability. That's when the culture has to be at its premium. In other words, the culture needs to enable you to come up with new ideas, build new capabilities. So that's why I think for companies to be successful over a long period of time, you need more than a good idea and a good strategy. You need a culture that fosters that growth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Our job is to meet the unmet, unarticulated needs of customers. That's where innovation comes from. There's no way we could innovate without having that deeper sense of empathy. I interviewed Microsoft, the last, the very last question the last interviewer asked me is, what would you do if there was a child who had fallen on the road? Uh, I sort of thought about it for a few seconds. I thought there was some algorithm there. And then I said, I'll call 911. So the interviewer just walks up and leans. And I thought I'd blown the interview because he then tells me, 
Look, when a child is on the ground and crying, you pick them up and hug them. Yes. Uh, that was my first big lesson on empathy. To close, I want everyone to imagine the world we're building for tomorrow. Just as my grandfather's opportunity changed the trajectory of our family, this is what inspires me. How can we collectively come together to democratize the educational opportunity for every student, both for this generation and the generations to come? Thank you all very, very much. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.